Welcome back. We are on day 12 of our journey through the Bhagavad Gita. We have finished chapter one. Um, I'm I'm here with Chaitanya Charan, a great teacher and friend. We call him CC, and Balaram, our newest addition, and we are so happy to have him here. So yeah, we finished chapter one. We're going to start chapter two today. Um, so far, we've heard a lot of reasons that Arjuna does not want to fight, and uh, I think we're getting ready to hear from Krishna. So. With that, CC, do you want to take us into it? Sure. We're delighted to be here with all of you today. And the first chapter of the Gita has 46 texts. And we ended with the 46 text in our yesterday. And the 46 text basically began, uh, ended with Arjuna putting aside his bow. So he has made his point and to some extent he has made his decision. So he's in one sense backed up his words with his actions that I, I won't fight. That's what essentially he's saying. Now chapter two is one of the longest chapters of the Bhagavad Gita. The Gita itself has totally 18 chapters and 700 texts. So this has 72 texts. The only chapter that is longer is the 18th chapter, which has 78 texts. And in many ways, if you consider in the Bhagavad Gita, the chapter 2 and chapter 18 are like summary chapters. Suppose a good speaker might, suppose there's a well-organized speaker, an organized speaker will initially state what is the topic they are speaking about. Then they will speak the topic and at the end, they'll say, this is the topic we spoke about today. So that's how to some extent it is. So the second and the 18 chapters, because they are summaries, they are tend to be quite long also because they overview many of the complex and multi-layer themes that are discussed in the Gita. So let's begin with the, we'll try to We'll begin with the first verse and we'll see how far we can go. In general, we try to go over two verses every day, sometimes more, sometimes less. So let's begin with the first text. Sanjay Uvacha Tantatha Krupaya Vishtam Ashrupurna Kulekshanam Vishidantamidam Vakyam Uvacha Madhusudanaha Sanjaya said, Sanjaya said, seeing Arjuna full of compassion, his mind depressed, his eyes full of tears, Madhusudana, Krishna, spoke the following words. So, if we see, this is the first time Krishna is going to speak something which is at least one full words. Now, Krishna's words... Or you could say Krishna's first words in the Gita. Prabhu, I'm one. playing with the yes. views and I think I just... Can you guys still see the screen? Uh-huh. Yeah, I can. Oh, you can? Okay, maybe then I screwed it up. Sorry. Okay. Just note down this time and we can ask them to read this. Okay. Because, you know, I only see the recording thing. 
I don't see the what minute is being recorded. Okay. I don't see the timer over here. Okay, give me a second. I I'm trying to figure out how we should do um the speaker. Like, should it only be showing the person who's speaking, or should it show all three of us at the same time? You want to pause the recording while we discuss this? Yeah. So Krishna's first Krishna's first words in the Bhagavad Gita were one point twenty five, which we just simply indicate you. Look at look there are Bhishma and Drona. You wanted to see them. And the first words in the conversational words are in the next two verses, and after that, from two point eleven onward. it will be more of his philosophical or philosophical metaphysical words that will start so in that sense the bhagavad gita with the words of krishna actually begins from here but and there's a significant uh, teaching movement which comes up why krishna does not speak before before 2.11 we'll come to that but the point i was making this is the first time that krishna is going to speak and it's describing what was arjuna's condition so there are tears and he is depressed so his mind is depressed and he is overall lamenting of a terrible situation that he is in now these tears are significant in many ways because it in- indicates intense agony warriors generally don't show their emotions they're trained to hide their emotions and when it is said tears when earlier it was spoken he says my limbs are trembling and my hair are standing on end that is one thing but now it said that tears are his eyes are overflowing with tears that means the pain is so much the agony is so much that he is not able to conceal it so it's a it's a very severe severe case of emotional affliction for arjuna and that's what is indicated by this first verse so should we go to the second verse do you have any yes. comments yes let's let's go ahead so shri bhagavan uvacha putastva kashmalamidam vishame samupasthitam anarijushtam aswargyam akirti karma arjuna The supreme personality of God had said, "My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you? They are not at all befitting a man who knows the value of life. They lead not to higher planets, but to infamy." So, at least in the first few verses over here, there are a lot of rhetorical statements being made. This is two point two. From where does this emotion come from? that means it just shouldn't be there yeah. so when somebody asks have you lost your mind or what were you thinking now when they ask a question like that that that's basically a indic statement is saying that you were not thinking at all or what had come it means this is not you so where have these impurities kutastwa kashmalamidam where have these impurities come upon you basically he is saying that what impurity is he referring to it's interesting the reasoning that krishna is giving over here he is not stating over here what is the impurity 
this impurity it seems as if it's almost self evident uh, but he will elaborate what that impurity is in the next verse and it is impurity we could say it's weakness he will mention that weakness but he says impurity in a key moment it's like a when as they say tough people get going when tough times come up so this is a tough time this is a big moment like a sports player prepares for the world cups world cup matches and say it's a world cup final this is the biggest time and this is the time when you have to be strong you cannot be weak and he's talking about impurity in terms of that this will lead it is unbecoming to you you are a great person you are a hero in your warrior so arjun krishna is speaking in terms of present it is unbecoming for your character and then when he talks about the future he's saying the future can be in this world and beyond this world so in the next world so so in the this world the kind of action that you are doing will bring infamy you will be in today's world you will be dissed and you will be mocked and you will be laughed at and you will be scorned so infamy and also beyond this world it it will not lead you to heaven it will not lead you to a elevated destination so in this way krishna is strongly telling arjun this is not the way you should be behaving this is uh, this is terrible if you behave like this that's the implication mm-hmm. any comments at this point no i mean oh. it sounds like arjun is kind of calling him out it is big pivotal moment his reaction is that of just emotional weakness and yeah it's Krishna's just calling him out yeah. you're you're going to get mocked exactly. and you're not going to get to heaven this way or higher planets rather yeah. i think mocked is a much better word in today's terms infamy yeah <laughs> yes yeah yes balram any comment from your side feel free to comment it's interesting he he doesn't you know he's going through a tough time he doesn't look at his tough time he just says what are you doing man why are you crying yeah so it's i think that's that's what we'll address in the next when arjuna responds to it mm-hmm. but in one sense the what's happening is if we have people people are multi level but there is their motivation and then what we see is their action now their underlying might be emotion the emotion motivation are not exactly the same thing but generally what happens is we look at people outside in we look at their action that we can very easily see mm-hmm. this is very visible we can say action what they are doing their emotion is somewhat visible some people are uh, poker face they don't show any emotion at all but most people you see at least some emotion in their face hmm but when it comes to the motivation it is hardly visible it's not visible at all it's only what we can infer so in one sense we are moving from observation towards inference now you know, what krishna is doing is 
that if a warrior is about to fight a war and the warrior decides not to fight, what could be the reason for it? So Krishna is going towards, so from an action to motivation. But there could be many different inferences that different people could arrive, arrive at. Because inferences after all are, are matters of, to some extent, guesswork. It may be a reasonable or unreasonable guess, but still guess. So now there could be many different motivations. So in one sense, Krishna, you see Krishna is going towards the most probable motivation that Arjuna might have. That is, what he'll say, he's having a moment of weakness. And that's why he says, don't be weak like this. And Krishna will make this clearer in the next verse. But the idea is that Krishna is in one sense playing the role of the world over here. Mm. And Krishna will give Arjuna a, a, by this, by, by playing the role of the world, Krishna will give Arjuna an opportunity to emphatically take the discussion to a deeper level. When he, when he emphatically rebuts, this is not my consideration. In that way, Krishna helps uh, take the entire discussion to a deeper level. So what is the mm -hmm. obvious inference of somebody's action? No, that's not the obvious inference. That, that's not the actual inference. Yeah, so Krishna is just seeing yeah. him and his reaction, and he's really just comparing it to what he would expect from a warrior, which is like strength and courage, but he's not seeing that. And so he just is kind of prodding him on that. Exactly, yes. So what would be expected if it is not present? Krishna is... Uh, saying that this is how the world will see it. And he makes it much, much more clear in the next verse. So, Klaibhyam Masmagamaha Partha Naitatva Yupapadyate Shudram Rdaidaurbalyam Yaktvotishtha Parantapa O son of Partha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. O son of Partha, do not yield to this degrading impotence. It does not become you. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemy. Yeah, thank you. So technically, there are two distinct words over here. Partha and Prutha. So here it is the son of Prutha, that is Partha. So, so Arjuna's name is Partha. But here is being referred to as son of Prutha. So anyway, so he's saying over here, do not give, do not give in to this importance so what is the now importance is a very strong word to use especially for warriors who are generally considered the embodiments of virility hmm? the what he means is what what is the importance over here importance is basically cowardice oh so he said it does not behoove you. And why does it not behoove you? Therefore, he says that don't give in to this weakness, don't give in to this small-mindedness. Arise and fight. So, that's his focus over here when he's speaking. 
he is not at all getting uh into at this stage a deeper level of discussion it's like a soldier who has to fight a war and suddenly gets a set up and i can't fight this this is so brutal this is so terrible i don't want to do this this is no this is what your job requires this is what you signed for you did that if in general it is an unfortunate reality that sometimes violence is the only way to stop violence it is not the final way and it should not be the first way but suppose there are terrorists going around shooting innocent people we don't want violence but if the police say oh you know or these terrorists these these people who are rioting they are just this misinformed people okay whatever be the whatever they may be misinformed whatever it is but they are doing violence and it has to be stopped so it's like a surgeon saying that i can't stand the sight of blood oh i'll have to cut this tender bo- tender child sometimes there are surgeries which have to be done on small babies Uh, and i can't i can't cut this baby well if that's what is required that's what you signed for so if somebody has that job that's what they prepared for their career throughout their career that's what they are uh, trained to do that's what they are expected to do and you don't do that at that time so in one sense it's like when you said this does not be who you this this does not become you this does not be who you so it's this is not uh, worthy of you he saying so this is a multiple levels you know that's his profession that's what he's signed for that's what his training and then on top of that that's what his expectation so all three are related but still they're distinct you know somebody may somehow get the get into an army that's their profession but they never had training maybe it's a national emergency and that's why people have been conscripted into the army but then okay that's a different situation but here that's his profession that's what he's trained on for life and it's what people's expectation is people are counting on him for that he's a key warrior and you can't let all these people down at this time so, so krishna's kind of- <laughs> krishna's yeah. feedback at this point is really coming from the perspective like focused on arjuna's functional identity as a warrior not so much as not so much his functional identity as a son or brother or family member or friend so that's where his feedback's coming from is that yeah, vantage exactly. point it's a, a good way of putting it it's like suppose somebody sees uh, no okay there are there's a riot going on and the riot has some members of my family then what should i do at that time do i hit them with batons do i shoot at them with some stun guns do i actually shoot them or because they are my relatives they i shouldn't do that so krishna is saying that it's your job you have to do it and you're not doing it is or it will be seen as weakness it will be seen as small mindedness it will be seen as cowardice so basically he says this and before you that means basically he says don't be cowardly that's the essential point and you'll see when this particular statement is made arjuna responds with indignance that's not it at all 
but krishna takes this whole tag so that that particular notion is categorically rejected so sometimes uh, as long as we have one particular conception of what is going on we just don't see anything else going on so for example if a doctor is talking with a patient and the doctor comes to know that the patient is very poor the patient can't pay uh, that's one that's one aspect of the discussion the doctor says i can't do the surgery you know you may say that don't you have any humanity just because you can't be paid so you won't do the surgery but then the doctor says no that's that's one information i got but another information i got is that this person has got extremely high blood pressure this person has got heart issues unless those issues are stabilized we can't do the surgery right now so when a doctor says no to surgery there could be multiple reasons hmm? so if one reason is no payment and once you get it out of the way then we can discuss okay the medical merits of the case is it uh, so if it's if you say there's too much risk over here or it's it's not safe at this point so we can get to that deeper level when the obvious level has been uh, take has been taken out of the discussion that has been clarified so that's what's going to happen over here okay mm. okay so we're kind of sifting through the the reasons exactly yeah. so you're going <laughs> from a super from a more external reason to a deeper reason mm. great you know i think i think we're about out of time here should we yeah so Alar, do you have yeah. any reflections for us Before, do you have um, any reflections for us before CC summarizes? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about what you said about uh, inferring people's motivation, and um, yeah, thinking about how we, what it means to see this friendship between them. How he's he's not jumping into his motivations directly. He's just staying on the surface of inference. yeah said that he is helping arjuna see how the world will see his actions mm. and then he will go deeper into it mm. so in one sense if you see arjuna makes many arguments in the first chapter and krishna will systematically address those arguments one by one but sometimes it says that you know that your actions are so loud that i can't hear your words hmm uh so that arjuna may have advanced many arguments but his actions seem to speak that oh he is just being a coward so krishna has to categorically get out of the way that's what krishna has done over here so we summarized today basically we discussed about how the first verse talks about arjuna's emotional affliction intense affliction that is in tears and that was the continuation from the previous chapter and second point was that krishna is discussing with arjuna at a at a probable inferential level most probable inferential level that you are not fighting that because of cowardly so generally most people when they see the action and from there they can also see the emotion to some extent but from the action emotion they go, jump towards the motivation and in this case the most obvious motivation that most people think about is that he's scared he's being cowardly 
he's got an attack of nerves so if he is if that's the case then krishna is telling him that this is unbecoming for you so this cowardice is unbecoming and it's unbecoming because of multiple factors it's because that's your job that's your profession that's your training that's what is the expectation and especially the expectation at this big moment you can't lose it at this time right now so in this way this particular verse takes it comprises the first word that arjuna has spoken in terms of a full words thank you very much thank you